Hello and welcome everybody to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host for this episode, Pastor Josiah. Been having a lot of fun getting all these episodes out um, because we decided to go Psalm 1 through 40 as a church leading up till Easter. And so it gave us a good reason to get at it every day. And so I hope you guys, uh, some of you have been listening for a long time. I hope you've enjoyed um, having a lot more episodes to get through, okay? And uh, the reason for that, like I said, is because we're doing uh, 40 days with Jesus through the Psalms. And uh, we've been talking about worship and praying for our enemies and all kinds of stuff. So today we're going to be in Psalm 30. And I would love to um, look at Psalm 30 as a way, where does my past life, where do my past mistakes, um, where does my past life without Christ, if you're not one that was saved as a small child, which I don't know, I tend to think I was, but man, did I walk away for a long time, (laughs) you know, and I made a mess. So I'll have to leave it up to the Lord who knows when I when when I came to belong to him, but I do know that when I cried out to him at 21 years old, he came into my life in a, in a big way, or, or I finally woke up to the fact that he was in my life and began to um, purposely follow him. What do I do with the mess of the 21 years before that? Okay, so we're just talking about praying through our past, or how does our past affect our prayers? Something along those lines, okay? So Psalm 30, In the ESV, we're going to read all the way through it, and then we'll just look at Jesus and our prayer life through it a little bit. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will the tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Okay, I think um, the way we can see Jesus and his ministry is, you know, pretty clear on the surface of this. So in other words, you have the psalmist here written by David, but we know that in Scripture, the Holy Spirit can use Scripture both what it means and then it can show or shine a light on or foreshadow Christ, who he was, his teaching, his ministry, his life, prophecies about him, promises about him and things like that. And so here you have a you have the psalmist as someone who is facing death, apparently. And um, foes that are going to defeat him. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes, it's an old-fashioned word for enemies, rejoice over me. 
So enemies are bringing him down for for some reason, and it's possibly because of God's anger. So verse 5, for his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Uh, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. So you have someone here who's crying out against enemies and death and then is saved from those things, okay? And that is Jesus's ministry. That's the witness of his life, that enemies brought him down to death the whole time Jesus praying that God would save, help him. And in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which we celebrate on Easter, that's what God did, okay? So this is a prayer of Jesus. Now, the big difference is if God was angry with Israel or with David or with you or me, he had reason to be, okay? He had his reasons. I'll say that for myself. God had plenty of reasons to be mad at me, and I'm asking him for mercy. I deserve death, and I'm asking him for mercy. Jesus did not deserve death and had no reason for God to be angry at him, but allowed, agreed to take on the wrath of God in our place, to stand where you and I should have stood, and to take the penalty that we should have received for our sin. And that's what um, he did on the cross, which ended his life. And then God gave him his life back three days later, and he was raised from the dead, and he will never die again. And what we get to do is live in that. We get to be included in on it. Okay, So what do I do with my past life, okay? Should it come into my prayer life? I say yes, you know, whenever, because here's the deal. Your past mistakes, your sins, your issues, the things that that may have caused you to be far from God sometimes, they're going to come haunt you. They're going to come guilt trip you. They're going to come say, no, this is the type of person you are. Why would God help you? And the reason we have, we need to go with that stuff to prayer, okay? Whenever that condemnation, that's a a word we use for it a lot. When that condemnation comes on us, we need to remember Jesus and go to our knees. And we could take this psalm here. We could take Psalm 30 with us. And now think about yourself, as I will now for the first 21 years of my life, of being, you know, a lot of those time spent being an enemy of God. Now, as a 41-year-old man who belongs to him, I'm praying, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me, okay? The devil hated me. He led me on and, and helped me do what I was trying to do anyway, which is get away from God, and he wanted to destroy me. God didn't let that happen. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and I did when I was 21. He had no reason to help me, but you have healed me, verse 2. O Lord, you have brought my soul up from Sheol. That's a word for the land of the dead. I lived there. Did you? I've been there before. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Amen. So I'm telling these things to God. Sing praises to your Lord. Verse 5, for his anger is but for a moment. I know about that. God had to be stern with me. He had to say, you, you're coming with me, and this stuff has got to go. But And that was a moment. But his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping, I've caused myself and other people a lot of problems because of the dumb things I've done. Weeping may tarry for the night. That's that's a season in my life, but joy comes with the morning. Okay, and then this final one here. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth. That's something you put on um, when you were mourning and, and humbling yourself and clothed me with gladness. 
that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. If there's anything good about me, it's what Jesus has done in my life and continues to do. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. So what do we do with those condemning thoughts and emotions that come our way in the Christian life? Do we try to explain them away, excuse ourselves, or try to act like it wasn't that bad? Do we give into it and allow it to discourage us and drive us down to the bottom? And here's here's the main point I'd like to make today, and then we'll be done. Do we allow condemnation and haunting thoughts and guilt from our past life and from and from times currently in our Christian life where we've wandered away from the right road? Do we let those do what they typically do to people, which is get us to stop praying? Okay, that's what I've noticed is that we don't want to be around God when we're feeling bad. And we usually have reason to feel bad and we, and we avoid him. And then that becomes a habit. And then we do more things that disappoint us and God. And then we feel more like staying away from him. And that's the cycle. Okay. So what we need to do instead is remember that Jesus stood in your place, took the penalty for your sin and has opened a way of salvation and redemption for you. So we remember that instead of getting far from him, we get as close as possible. Get up right cheek to cheek with Jesus who died for you and knows all about you but loves you and has done what it's needed to be done to cleanse you from your sin. We get right down on our knees and we thank God for having saved us. We acknowledge that we had put ourselves in a place where he had every right to be angry at us and that our life was going down to the pit. And we pray things like uh, Psalm 30, like verse 8, where it says, To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death? Yeah, I deserve to die, but if I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. And that's what he's done. He's allowed each one of us to rise spiritually from the dead with Christ so that we can uh, live our lives for him and be a part of the solution instead of part of the problem. All right, guys, um, this has been a real encouraging time for me just learning how to pray through condemnation and and past sins and guilt and uh, i hope it has been for you too and we'll see you next time